Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for watching On the Town with Tanya. I'm back again this week, and I, I'm so happy to see you guys back out there. Thank you for staying with us. Uh, so tonight's guest is a certified health and wellness and trauma recovery coach. Uh, she is a fitness instructor specialist, allied health professional, which, uh, which her, I guess, especially registered cardiology technologist. She has been a medical professional professional for over a decade and a health and life life coach for years. She is also a former foster youth who is here with us tonight because in her words, she has witnessed the damage that unhealed trauma and living an unhealthy lifestyle can do to an individual's body and mind. She is here with us today to share her tools of healing for anyone out there who is uh, or has experienced trauma. Please welcome Denise Blake. Hi, welcome. Hi, <laughs> thank good you. you. So good to see good you. Good to again. see you again. <laughs> How's it going up there in Canada? Right, Canada. Uh, yes, Newfoundland yes. is an island on the east coast. <laughs> I love your accent. <laughs> I love your accent. I'm like, it's like a little bit of Australian. It's got a little twin, twin a little Scottish, a little everything in there. I yeah, I get uh, Irish, Scottish, whatever. <laughs> I love it. So just forgive me. I'm one. I majored in communication, so I love all languages. Oh, just, that's good. Me too. <laughs> Not so, the communications um, part, but I love all languages. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just amazing. I, I just, I can't, still can't understand how God has that. Every place has a different. Mm -hmm. And I live on an island, so um, oh. I'm on the northern peninsula right now, but I'm from the east coast of the island, and oh. the accent here is totally different from the accent on the other part of the island. It's, wow. It's amazing, yeah. That is just all the different dialects. Yeah, mm -hmm. the different. That's why I said different dialects, and you can yeah. hear people say, "Wait a minute, that's a little bit different than there." Yeah, <laughs> it's just amazing. But anyway, so I appreciate you being here with us tonight. Um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, especially after the pandemic, a lot of people are hurting. A lot of people have are dealing, you know, their past trauma maybe coming up or maybe triggered from all the stuff that's going on. So I just, did, you know, googled around a little bit and saw that uh, was it 223. Uh, 0.4 million people, is that right? Have experienced some type of traumatic event at least once in their lives. So it's like 70% of adults, they say. Mm -hmm. uh, and according to um, LifeLinks uh, in behavioral health, they say over 90% of consumers have experienced trauma. 90%. That's pretty much, yeah, pretty much only 10% of, of the people in the world are functional. You know, that's how <laughs> I say that. uh, um, it's, it's yeah, It's yeah. rampant everywhere. Yeah. I, I, and I think some people have trauma and they don't even realize that what they've experienced is trauma. Well, we're going to get into that. But first, tell us, what do you define as trauma just on your terms? OK, um, well, there are different types of trauma. There's acute and then there's chronic. So anything that is quick and extensive. So like anything from a natural disaster to um, a car accident, something like that, but it has a detrimental effect on your mental health and your well-being in the long term. Mm -hmm. And then you have like prolonged traumas such as childhood abuse, domestic mm -hmm. violence, things that last for a very long time. There's no real definition really for just one particular type because there's so many different types of trauma right. depending on your situation, right? Some people think that, okay, well, if you've been through a war or experienced a violent um, environment in that type of scenario, that that's what trauma is. But trauma can be anything from uh, not getting what you needed from your parents to mm -hmm. 
physical, sexual, emotional abuse, and so on. Wow. So how do how do we know trauma is affecting our lives or those we love? Um, I think the biggest thing that I found with my own experience was my reactions to things. Mm-hmm. Um, mistrust is a big thing because yeah. when you've been abused or neglected in any way as a child or even in your adult years, mm-hmm. um, that can come back to bite you as, you know, not being able to trust people and being defensive and hypervigilant, like thinking that the world is out to get you and you you don't really know why. And you can, um, it's like an overreaction to a situation that if you hadn't experienced trauma, you would have been able to handle in a calmer manner. Right. It's been a different response. So yeah. as a trauma survivor, what led you to this work? Um, okay. Uh, I would say that, um, a few years ago, I found myself in a very dark place. Um, I had everything that I thought I wanted as an adult. Um, I had a great marriage, um, a good job. I work at a hospital full time, like my my job is secure. Mm-hmm. And I just found myself dealing with, it was flashbacks. Um, I would be triggered easily, like my nervous system would be activated quickly. And I didn't really know why. I think it's just because I was in such a calm state and everything around me seemed like it was going well, but mm-hmm. I didn't deal with my childhood trauma. I buried it all the time. I worked my butt off. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept busy all the time. I was a single mom for 18 years mm-hmm. and I was hyper-focused on making sure that my son had the life that I didn't have growing up. Mm-hmm. So I think then, you know, like once my life became calm and I had all the things that I worked hard for mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, it started to show up then and yeah. I was looking for resources. So I sought out professional help. Um, I saw a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. uh, counselors and psychologists mm-hmm. and they helped, but they were more of like a therapeutic thing and the services were excellent. I needed them obviously because I hadn't dealt with my trauma, Mm -hmm. but I was also looking for somebody who wasn't there to diagnose me with a mental health disorder. Mm -hmm. I needed somebody that walked in my shoes and could understand exactly what I was talking about when I mentioned the type of sensations I was feeling in situations that somebody who hadn't been through Mm -hmm. um, would deal with differently. And I did some research. Um, I actually went into health and life coaching first because I thought, okay, well, if I can help people take care of their physical well-being, then they can that can allow them to be in a, a physical state to take care of their mental health. Um, and I did that for four years, and I I still felt like I wasn't reaching the people that I wanted to reach. I mm. wanted to be able to help people and to be that person that I needed when I was starting my healing journey. Mm, I like so that. that the me here. Yeah. I like that a lot. That be the person that I needed. That's a real you should put that yeah. on a shirt of yours. Be, be <laughs> Good be idea. That you want that you need. Be the person that you need. Yeah. Mm. Um and I think that, you know, being a former foster youth too, that was just another thing that um, that made me different from some other trauma survivors. So I had that other level of trauma, basically, right? Right. You know, if you've been in the foster care system, you've experienced something, whether it was taken from your parents and you didn't want to be taken or right. taken because you had to be taken. 
Right. What, so what's just, your story in a, nut, in a nutshell? My story was I had to be taken. Okay. And I should have been taken a lot sooner, but okay. uh, things weren't disclosed. I was afraid to disclose what was going on, basically. Of course. Of course. Right? So, well, that's good that you got into that. Um, yeah. So it has given you a better insight into the needs of other clients in their full well-being, right? Absolutely. Because I can actually say, you know what? I, mm. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, mm. but I'm also a survivor. Right. And I've been in the foster care system. I've yeah. experienced different types of abuse as a child and in my adult years. So there's various things that I've experienced and I can resonate with how people are feeling because I can actually feel it myself. Exactly. And that and that's mm. the hard part to get people to feel that way so that I think you do have more compassion um, when you can. Yeah. And like, like you can put words to feelings and emotions that that you couldn't before. So like there was feelings that I had and I wasn't sure what it was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if it was if I was angry, if I was scared. And when you work on your your trauma recovery and your healing journey, mm -hmm. you kind of dig deeper and you're able to label or put a word on what that emotion or feeling is. Mm, and, wow. and it's easier to do that when you have somebody walking beside you that has walked in the same path. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Expl explain this, uh, this uh, quote to us, the mind, this is your quote, um, the <laughs> mind, body, soul connection is a highly underestimated combination. You cannot address one without the other for optimal results. Mm -hmm. So basically that was the result of, um, as I've mentioned, I was a health and life coach. So, and I mean, when I was in high school, I started working out when I was 14 mm -hmm. because I'm five foot two, right? 120 pounds. Well, I was 120 pounds. We won't go there. <laughs> I'm almost 50 now. <laughs> so um, that was my escape. That was a way for me to feel strong. And a way that I could protect myself physically should mm -hmm. I get into a situation where mm -hmm. I could be taken advantage of, right? Right. Um, and that lasted for a while. I mean, that that helped me survive certain situations and helped me manage my stress and my anxiety and my trauma responses, even though back in those days, I didn't know what trauma responses were. I just thought right. that, okay, like something's going on. I don't feel good inside my body. Mm. Um, I didn't feel safe in my body at some times. Right. So, uh, trying to become physically strong was helping, but when you get to the point where your mind is not strong and you feel, I don't know what the word would be almost like you I feel mean, broken or, or yeah, or yeah, broken. And yeah. That's right. It. Like there's a part of you that feels like it's lost. And that's the soul part. So if you don't work on, you can work on your physical body, until you're like on a stage and flexing your muscles, right? And getting awards for it. But if you don't deal with what's going on up here, That's that right. stuff is, is not going to help. <laughs> I'm so right. glad you said that because I tell kids, yeah. kids I work with too, um, I always ask when I'm with other speakers, I was like, and did you do your therapy? Did you do your work? Because I know a lot yeah. of people in this field that haven't done the work. Mm -hmm. so it'll show up and in another way. Absolutely. And that's what happened with me. I worked on my physical body for decades. <laughs> right. And if, 
and I survived, but I didn't want to just survive anymore. Right. And that's when like my mental health started to decline. And I was like, okay, <laughs> something right. got to change. Like, And then I realized like it was a, a cold, hard reality. And through the school of hard knocks, right? right. I learned that if you don't work on all of those things, it's, mm. it's not going to flow the way you need it to and the, right. to have the life that you deserve. Right. And that that's the part, the life that you deserve. I think so. Yeah. After trauma, we may feel like we don't deserve it. Absolutely. Sabotage each other. You just keep going over and over yep. until you hit a wall or meet somebody like yourself. Then you're like, wait a minute. So I've been doing this wrong all the time. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. And, and like you said, that is the problem because we don't believe that we deserve it because of those voices in our head from the people that hurt us. Yes. Right. At, at the times that were so critical in our growth as children. Um, and then if, if it wasn't as a child and it happened in, in adult years and you experienced it for a long period of time, mm -hmm. it's hard to forget those voices in your head. Yes. If somebody gives you a compliment, right. you kind of like, or I know that for me, in right. my experience, like you're kind of like, oh, gee, thanks. You know, and you kind of, you're like, oh yeah, right. They're just saying this. Um, yeah. But if somebody makes a, a negative comment about your appearance or about your personality, like with me, it would I would run that over and over and over in my head. And right. that would be the thing that I would remember. But that's yeah. because of the attract, trauma. Yeah. And you attract the same thing from your childhood yeah. until, until you clean the slate and figure out yeah. how to compartmentalize it. You attract yeah. the same thing. So if you heard, mm -hmm. oh, you know, um, you're ugly or you're this or that or mm -hmm. something bad, that's going to replay like a like a film. So yeah, going absolutely. On. This is great. Um, so you, you on one of your other quotes, you said that you are trying to create a new revolution of mindset shifts around trauma recovery, health and wellness. Tell us how we can all get on that bandwagon. OK, so what I do, I work with clients. Um, I do individual coaching. I do group coaching. And I'm actually almost uh, ready to launch a self-paced course. It's only four weeks, this, this course that um, I'm launching soon. Okay. Um, so we focus on trauma recovery in an aspect that we do a little bit of education. Mm -hmm. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm a trauma recovery coach. Mm -hmm. So I walk beside the person mm -hmm. and help them to heal on, in a way that they can heal, you know, on their timeline. Yeah. Um, I don't diagnose or treat mental illness or addiction. Okay. So it's it's a peer to peer basis. So, you know, I've been there, I've walked the path of mm. trauma. I know what it's like to be in the darkness and to not have anybody that understands that's mm. not there diagnosing me. Mm. Right. So that's what I do. It's it, an example would be if you could just picture someone that's in a pit, right. Mm -hmm. That's their darkness. Yeah. They're in this pit. They can't get out. Um, I don't come by with a ladder and say, here you go this will help you get out. I climb down in that pit and sit with them until they can figure out how to get out on their own. Mm. So you kind of, you're there as that strength and that soundboard for the person that wants to heal and they're, they're having a bit of trouble or they're struggling trying to navigate that health and uh, health and wellness journey in the aspect of trauma. Mm. Um, it's you're, you're almost a guide Mm -hmm. to give them the strength 
that they need because they have the answers inside on what they need to do to heal and what they need to do to feel better in -hmm. their body and their mind and their spirit. And you're just there as their strength when they don't have it. I love that. I love it. How, how does, um, how does one turn uh, their pain into healing and overcome adversity uh, either while they're in abuse or after abuse? Mm -hmm. Um, It's all about Mm self-worth as trauma survivors. um, When we're not in a state of healing, Mm -hmm. we are at our lowest, our confidence is in our boots, our self-worth. We have a hard time even loving ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So the very first thing is to learn how to build that relationship with yourself because your trust with yourself is broken because you feel like, okay, well, if I couldn't see that this person was going to hurt me, Mm -hmm. then I can't trust my own judgment. Right. So you build, you heal the relationship with yourself and you do that by working with, with me as, as your coach, because you build that relationship with your coach. You know, you learn to trust other people as well. And believe in yourself. And then you build on that and you work on your self-love and your self-worth until you get to a place where you actually believe Mm -hmm. that I deserve better. I deserve a better life and I am worth being loved. And everybody needs safety and and love and belonging. And that's like they're the basic human needs, right? Absolutely. That is everybody wants to be a part of a tribe uh, Mm -hmm. and and feel love. It's just a human. We have to have it. If if we don't, we usually fall short somewhere. Yeah. Um, is there a formula for healing or is it based on each individual? It's based on each individual. There's no real formula. Everybody has trauma um, that has trauma deals with it differently. What works for me may not work for you, but that's where you you deal with this yourself. When you have a coach, they, they kind of guide you. So mm-hmm. that's what I meant about like, I don't get, I don't hand you a letter. Right. I get down in the pit and I'm there as strength. It's just, you know, like a friend to talk to that. Okay. Yeah. I've been there too, but you right. don't give, I don't give advice. It, right. If I know like some healing tools or um, healthy coping mechanisms that I know that can help through my training and my education and my own experience, mm-hmm. of course I would offer that if the person is open to it. Right. Um, but really it's to, to be able to find that within yourself because the answers are there. Wow. Yeah. They're always, the, they're always there within us. It's just a matter yeah. of, bringing, so I, just I need, love some people just need a little help to, to dig it out. Right. Yes. I absolutely love, love that. There's so many new life coaches. I call them that are here mm-hmm. to, you know, I mean, it's nice that you have the lady with the gr- degree too, if you can do mm-hmm. that, but some mm-hmm. people can't do that. Some people can only do another method that, that doesn't work for everybody. So I like that there's different modalities and different ways to recover because, um, you know, um, trauma is real and it, it affects us all in the end, I think, you know. Absolutely. So, um, mm-hmm. And I hope you don't mind. We're going to take a, a quick uh, video break um, and we'll be back in a moment because uh, I always break it up just a little bit so people can process and let it go. So we'll be back uh, with, with Denise Blake in a minute and we're going to quickly watch a video, guys. Um we're going to listen to a song here. Let's see if I can get it right. There we go. All right, here we go. All right. A blind man can say, if she's my all in all, she's my everything. She's my seasons and my reasons. She's my summer, she's my winter, she's my spring. I'm in love. 
And we're back uh, with uh, Coach Denise Blake, and um, we're talking about trauma and healing. And uh, Denise, so uh, we had, I always take a little, just a little music break sometimes. It depends on what's going on, because uh, I think it's good to break it up. Because uh, some people, you know, trauma can be mm -hmm. a lot to talk about. So, you know, um, so so now, now um, you wrote that up. You, you empower trauma survivors to navigate through their own healing and journeys and thrive by helping them improve in their quality of life. Um, what are some examples that you can give us that, 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 um, that looks like for someone that may be watching and may say, Oh, let me try this. What would that look like? Mm -hmm. um, Self-care, um, building resilience and self-confidence mm -hmm. to help other people see the value in their own worth mm. when, because we've lost it as trauma survivors. Yes. Right. Um, and healing is not linear. It's, it's a lot of detours. There's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days, mm -hmm. but on the bad days, uh, I help people learn to navigate that with the tools that they resonate with. There's a lot of different things that you can do journaling, mm -hmm. uh, meditation, self-care like healthy coping mechanisms mm -hmm. there's a, a lot of different avenues that we can go down but it's different for everybody and right. that's that's the part of the healing journey that is so powerful because you recognize when your your response trauma responses are being activated you realize okay well this is why i'm being uh my anxiety is high or i feel like i'm stressed more than usual mm -hmm. um and you know how to manage that so you manage your stress and anxiety symptoms mm -hmm. and learn that, okay, well, I know now that this is a trigger or this is an, an activation mm -hmm. and then what to do to move forward. And that's all a part of the healing process. And then each time it gets, the the responses are not as severe 
and they kind of diminish over time. What do you think? Um, uh, what do you think is the reason there's so much anxiety uh, lately with everybody? I, I never yeah. had anxiety until, till like, like I guess, till like last year, kind of. I guess during the pandemic, maybe. But yeah. I never had anxiety, and now all of a sudden, everybody's got some form of uh, anxiety, whether it's from them every every five minutes on the news, five lost today, two uh, lost. Yeah. Someone mm -hmm. lost their eyeballs and someone else. I mean, it's like, it, it just never yeah. on. So I, I figured it out early on, turn off the TV. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch the news anymore. I don't, I don't watch TV at all. I hear like little bits and pieces of things that's happening in the world, but uh, I try not to, <laughs> to watch it because it's a lot of bad things. Not that I don't um, participate in listening to news at some point because I want to know what's going on in the world, but like to listen to it every day. Like one of my friends, um, she's, um, in the States, she's listening to the news every day and she's telling me, Oh my goodness, you should see what was on the news here today. Right. right. I can't remember what state she's in, but there was uh, something about like the numbers for the pandemic and she's watching it every day. And I'm like, yeah. I work in healthcare. Yeah. I'm dealing with, COVID every single day, yeah. right? I don't, I know that the numbers are important, but like, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm focusing exactly. on how to help people. Exactly. <laughs> right? yeah. And it, a pandemic cool. is a trauma. Yes, it is. I was going to say that right? alone. I mean, you, I mean, it's it, the pandemic is a trauma. The war going on is a trauma. Yes. I mean, uh, the fact that there's so many crimes going on right now in New York, that's ridiculous. Oh that's a trauma. So any, everything pretty much is a trauma trigger right now. Oh, like, absolutely. Forget, forget there's the been so much trauma that you have already. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But there's, there's and so much. Your, yeah, you're growing up trauma, but now there's, you can just be a normal, regular, whatever, Joe Schmo. And I guarantee you, if you watch television, you don't even know it, but you've been traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> you have no clue. Because what happens is, you know, it creates a, and, and here's the thing about human beings. I love myself. I tell us, I love us. I love our species. You, you can, I know that watching TV is horrible and the news is horrible because it just creates this flight in your head. That's like, <gasps> everybody. I know. <laughs> you're making that trip system in your brain flitch every few minutes. You know what I'm saying? Now I know this and I'm a professional. I know this, right? But yet and still, what will I do for one second? I do the YouTube thing and you know how you just want to, I just want a three minute top up of what's going on. So in yeah. case, in case, summary. <laughs> in case Putin's coming, I'm, I'm prepared. That's all. You know, I got to be prepared, right? So I'll do just quick. And then, and then the one minute turns into two minutes. And then Down the, the rabbit hole. Turns three. <laughs> the next thing I know, I like, oh, she did this. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. she did that. And I can't believe that happened. I mean, and I'm like, who are you? Like, what are you doing? So it's, how does someone? Yeah, yeah. How does someone? Like, I'm. We know about this. How do we tell someone who doesn't know about this? The first start of the first thing you must do is get rid of all the other noise, right? <laughs> I think the biggest thing is listen to your body. Like your nervous system reacts mm. when things like you'll tense up when you hear, like I know myself when I see things on TV, like if the news is on and I, I, I'm walking by my husband watches the news all the time and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the other TV and yeah. put on like something on Netflix or put on, I don't know, some acoustic chill music or something on YouTube <laughs> to try to mellow out because yeah, right. Like I, I'm working in a stressful environment all day long. So my nervous system is on like 
high alert all the time. So yeah. when I come home, I'm like, I just got to chill. I, I got to let my nervous system reset itself. Right. And then I come in and there's the news is on and I'm like, I'm walking right past that TV and getting the heck away from it. It's because crazy. my body is tense. Yeah. It's so crazy. And I, I feel so bad for people that don't know what we know. Because yeah. I can't, I look back to the days before I knew any of this stuff about good eating, about yoga. Yeah. Like before I knew mm -hmm. any of this stuff, I was like, dang, I don't know how I made it this far. Because it, it's like, <laughs> right? you put yourself in that rabbit hole. I think that's what you said the word. That's a good yeah. word. Rabbit hole. And you just don't even, you don't even know you're in it. Yeah. Like Alice in Wonderland, you know how she falls down in the rain, exactly. like everything is going. Yeah. And that's kind of how the world is right now. And you're like, oh, it is. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I think I want to touch that candy. No, don't touch that candy. Yeah, don't so, touch know, it. Don't do it. Let's bring it. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I feel an Alice in Wonderland syndrome. That's what I name it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It looks great. And, you know, yeah. one person, you're like, oh, wow, look at that. But it's yeah. like, don't touch it because you don't know what you're about to get that's into. That's right. Yeah. Like, how, do yeah. You, how do we, you know, that's where I'm always challenging myself with my foster youth is how do I tell this young girl who has no clue may have been in the gang, you know what I'm saying? Doesn't have no clue about mm -hmm. the peace, love, happiness part. No clue. This is their first time. What do I, what's the first thing that I need to get uh, her to see or him to see, you know, to, to as far as, because, you know, I'm a, mo mostly all, I've never met a foster kid who didn't have trauma. I just yeah. haven't. I've never met any. So being I, in foster care is a trauma, even if you're in a good foster home, you're still exactly. separated from your, your family, right? Exactly. And um, it's still a form of neglect uh, or abandonment. It is. Abandonment. Yeah. 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 Separation anxiety is kind of on the rise when you're in that situation, right? Yes. Um, I don't know. I think just find something to do that they love. Mm. That's, you know, keeping them occupied in a healthy way, mm. whether it's sports or music or mm you know, dive into, to that. And I mean, that is enough to reset your nervous system. And yes. if you're in a, a high stress environment, like you mentioned gang and stuff, I don't know a whole lot about that because it's not where I live. I'm in a very tiny community, but you know, like I, I know of people that have experienced that mm -hmm. in the foster care system and mm -hmm. it's, it's not an easy life. It's not easy to get out of, but right. You know, if they are coming to see you, they obviously, they want the help. They exactly. want to get out. They they know that deep down inside that their lives are valuable and, and they want that sense of love and safety and belonging. Right. Everybody. Right. So just find something that they love to do, whether it's read, write, music, sports, yeah. anything that to keep them out of the darkness. That's very big. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that you have to find your gift and we have to teach young people to find their gift and not, not just yeah. young people, anybody, anybody who came to me with trauma. I used to work in the addiction field for over 15 years. And even my clients, I would say, you know what? Um, I, they didn't even know sometimes they had a gift and I'd be like, did you do that? And they'd be like, yeah, I drew that. Yeah. It's like I'm no not, big deal. Right. You're not, yeah. You're like a Picasso. And yeah. Like, no, no. I just did that for fun. Well, if that's your fun. Yeah. Huh, yeah. I just doodle. Right. <laughs> Yeah, to a real piece. Uh, can you yeah. do painting? I'm just saying. Uh, it's amazing, but some people don't even know their own gift because, unfortunately, maybe their parents didn't hone it. Like, like you said, yeah. that's why. That's only reason why you put your kid in sports and singing and music and instruments and soccer. Yeah. This team, that team, because 
it's 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 going to a place of they're going to know what they don't like yeah. right and yeah. they're going to find something that they love and when you find yeah. what you love it becomes actually a place uh a, 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 and um becomes a thing that can actually soothe their soul when there's trauma yes exactly on. you know yeah. i did singing played instruments and um, wrote. I like to write, still write. I have tons of crates of, of uh, yeah. books I pretend to write or whatever it is, yeah. you know, um, very helpful. Writing is very therapeutic. That's I tell my clients that all the time. Like if you are, have any inclination of wanting to write, that's the way to go because there's some things that you can't talk about with other people. No. And it's like a brain dump yeah. into a journal that you can get it all out and you can write things that you can't say out loud exactly you know exactly it's very helpful um so um so if you had to give me um three things that someone wants to start with right now what are three things um that you said they can do three things if someone's out there listening and you're going through um you know maybe anxiety from trauma what's something that they can do right right this minute to start i would say well journal is one if you like to write journaling is very therapeutic you're getting all of the emotions and feelings and things out even if you don't want to write about your own stuff you can you can write a story write a poem anything that you know is going to be creative and and get your energy changed and your nervous system system reset um nature exercise get out in nature yeah right like whatever or sports like anything that's that you can do outdoors mm -hmm. and move your body because just by moving your body you're increasing the good hormones that help reset your nervous system and they reduce the stress hormones um and then a sound any kind of sound that that you mm -hmm. love like music if you like meditation music spa music i love the chakra yeah. <laughs> yeah, I put on different ones. So, like, if I want to heal my cells, I put on healing shocker for cells in YouTube, and it come pops up. If you want to, um, you know, uh, increase your money source, I put one on for money with chakra. Yeah. Everything, anything you want, they have a yeah. tool for it, and it's amazing. It's amazing. I put one on for. I found a job, and I was putting one on for abundance and wealth. And yeah, other. and yeah. I was really this is weird, but I'll take it. You know, <laughs> I know yeah. that. The I like, no, I yeah, I like different kinds of music. Like it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. I could be listening to like, I don't know, acoustic chill music yeah. to yeah. rap, to R&B, to, except for country. I'm not a country fan. I love country. You can't. No, sorry oh. to any country fans out there. But I, I just, I, I can't, I just can't get into it. But anything that's smooth and, you know, got a good beat or like ass kicker music. I hope I've I have somebody in the country that you would like, that you would love. Look at uh, Marin Morris. Marin Morris. Yeah, look her up. Girl, the song Girl. Girl? Did I say her name right? Marin, Marin Morris. I think I said her name right. Girl, won't you stop your crying? I know that you're trying. You never heard that? She sung at the Grammy uh, last year, I want to say, while she was pregnant. It was brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. And she's classified as country, but oh. trust me, you will like her okay so, maybe you'll make me a country fan we'll yeah, see no, she's, <laughs> she's country with a pinch of something in it i can't put my finger on she's got that grit and you yeah need that. yeah some country singers have a lot of grit i mean look at zach zach williams i mean it's it's um 
he does it, it's like religion christian christian rock they call it but i was like mm, no i put a twinch i put a twinch of gospel in there uh okay. yeah it's like a little country like it's a pinch of everything rock and roll yeah. rolled up it's like a gumbo of of uh soul type music that Mitch yeah. touches soul, yeah. you know um yeah. that's why i like um florence and the machine i don't know them I what don't you don't know no. florence and the machine what do they oh, sing a oh. song for me <laughs> No light, no light in your bright blue eyes. I never knew daylight could be so violent. The revelation of I have that hard, it's hard. I, to say, I gotta write this down too. <laughs> it's kind of hard to pin this one because she goes all over the place, and she's the only person that can get away with that many chants, Gregorian chants, song, rock, and Baptist, and she's got everything wrapped in one. She's a redhead. She's so adorable. I love. This her. is awesome. I'm gonna have like a new playlist. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> Use the harp, which is like a thing. Oh, like, that's different. Yeah, it's so it's weird, but I like her. Um, but she's got songs that are just I don't know, they border on a pinch of like gospel, but no, the 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 um the Gregorian chant came in somewhere with <laughs> I mean she's got a eclectic it's like yeah. I can't put her in a genre. Yeah, I really can't. She's got some stuff you could put in genre, but most of her stuff you're like, no. I'm not sure where that's coming from, <laughs> but you like it, you know, you like it. She's I'll check almost, it out. Yeah. She's even almost a bit off key, but, but you know, she's singing from her soul. So you really mm. like it. it's healing to me. I love her music. Yeah. I love it. See music. I'll, right? I'll send you something. I'll email you something. with her. Yeah. Everybody likes music. They just like their own kind of music. Like everybody has different tastes. So that, like you said, it's healing. You know why I took a class at NYU on music and the history of music and something else. And, um, one of the things is we all have, I mean, saying this wrong, it's been thousands of years. Um, we all have uh, ohms or what it was called. So mm -hmm. I call it, I call it, um, I'll call them feelings of some sort or, yeah. or feeling wave of some sort, right? So that's why I might put on uh, Luciana Pavarotti and somebody might be like, oh my God, he's great. And then I'll put it on for somebody let's say in a area, another place. And they'll be like, what is this crap? What are you listening to? <laughs> goes by your own. So depending on who you are mm -hmm. and probably, I mean, I'm going to assume also what your backdrop is. Your parents raised you. What sounds were you listening to growing up as a baby? All the, I think mm -hmm. that is hard. I may be wrong, but when you put on music, um, it will do one or two things for you. A category is, oh my gosh, yes, that's yeah. my song. Oh, yeah. I love it. Or or it's going to put you in like, oh God, you turn that off. <laughs> and it's really based on those sounds coming out of those instruments and the vocalist voice, believe it or not. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's just crazy how we're, we're so in tune with the universe and all of that plays a part, but we don't see it. We don't, we don't really know about it. But music yeah. is a big key to healing absolutely big key big key and i i just i mean i've been new it but i've just learned that academically in the last 15 years or something like that you know so uh, I, I tell people put music on put something good on i promise you it list if nothing else it'll calm your spirit mm -hmm. well when i was like i guess 10 11 12 that was like a couple of years before i went into foster care mm -hmm. michael jackson that's what got me through those years. Oh, I was convinced I was going to marry him. 
Uh, that didn't work out, unfortunately. Take your number, honey. <laughs> right? Take your number. But like, I would stay, I would be in my room and that's like when I had a record player and then um, that's when like the ghetto blasters, I had a little tiny oh, one that yeah. came out, right? That's when tapes wow. were in. And I was like, I, I just played over and over and over and over and and dance and pretend I was dancing with him or I was on stage <laughs> with him. And that's what got me through some of the, like the rough days, right? That's it. That's how it, that's how you get through. I mean, I yeah. see nothing wrong with that. And I, so many kids can say, yeah, I went to my room and I either draw, drew something or I sung a song or I played an yeah. instrument or I heard yeah. a song. Those yeah. are all things that I believe get us through trauma. And Absolutely. you got to do it by any means necessary. You know, mm -hmm. as long as you are addressing that there's something going on, yeah, you can be all right. You really yeah. can be all right. Yeah. The, uh, the other part of it too, is if, as long as you're not doing it to stuff down the feelings, exactly, because eventually they're going to spill out. It's like, Oh yeah. Uh, I, clogging a drain with grease and then pouring water in it. I tell right? people it's, it's going to overflow eventually. Yep. Yep. My, my example is I tell people, um, I used to tell my clients, I said, so, okay, here's your trauma and here's your Louis Vuitton bags, or you can get the target suitcases, one of the, whichever one you want. If you put them in the target suitcase, right. And I'm not saying the target suitcase are bad. So let me give another, you put them in the less expensive, <laughs> the less, excuse me. So target has good suitcases. Actually I've yeah. had one. It's actually, <laughs> so, okay. Scratch that. But let's yeah. say you have a, a plastic suitcase and you have your, I said Louis Vuitton, but it could be any great made suitcase. How about mm -hmm. that? Samsonite, whatever the great brands are. I don't know. Uh, and so if you take all your trauma, right, and you pack it into that plastic suitcase, and then you pack it in the Louis Vuitton suitcase, I bet you, as you travel around in life with that plastic suitcase, pieces will fall out, pieces of it wear off. It, it, you know, eventually you're going to be, it's going to be pieces all over Leave You're going to leave a trail of your trauma as you go, right? Versus the Louis Vuitton, which symbolizes for me, you got therapy, you got help, mm -hmm. addressed your needs, you made sure you you wrote down whatever it is you need to address, you talked through it with a therapist or with a coach or whoever, it's as long as it's somebody, right? And you processed mm -hmm. and you went through it. You just went, you sit in your stuff, as Oprah would say. You sit in yeah. it and you exactly because you got to be comfortable with your own stuff, right? You have to feel your feelings, even yeah. though they're uncomfortable. Yes. Right. You, you have to feel it to yeah. move through it. Absolutely. And then once you do that, now you can put it in the Louis Vuitton, I say, and you, it's there. It, it's not going to leave. No, it's so there. It's always going to be Nobody there. can break into it because it has a lock on it. And only you can go in and open it when you need to and take out what you need as you mm -hmm. need it back. That's how I see That's an it. excellent analogy. <laughs> I love it. That's how I used to tell the young people. Like, yeah. Because I had to think of something. So that was, uh, since I love suitcases, that was, <laughs> I use that. But um, That's so, an excellent analogy. Yeah, no, good. I, I'm going to use that one myself if I can. Yeah. Well, I used to model. <laughs> so that's why I had the Louis Vuitton and the, and I was trying to show the comparison, but I shouldn't do that because yeah. I don't want to crap on the other guy suitcase. <laughs> I don't want to say the name of the brand. <laughs> They're all good suitcases. I love them the all. No, the no name brand. <laughs> Exactly. So, so um, um, we're almost done here, but so do you ever, um, you know, doing this work, do you ever get clear feedback from clients that show you, yeah, I'm on to something. This is working. Yes. Um, I 
think by asking questions, like I ask a lot of questions, somebody may make a comment about something like, you know, I didn't do it good enough. Mm. Right. And then I, I say, okay, so why don't you think that you did this task good enough? Well, you know, and then you dive deeper and it, it might root back to something that their parents had said as mm. a child about not being good enough at something. And that travels through to your adult ears. Right. And then you address that, that that's, that's something that somebody gave you as a limiting belief. Mm -hmm. Right. And you have to take that and move forward and not let that negative voice. Mm. Um, what's the word I'm trying to look? Yeah. Or, um, not let it overshadow everything else. Yeah. Not let it uh, deter you from uh, becoming something that, you know, you're capable of becoming deep down inside, you know, right. we're all here for a purpose. We're all here for a reason. Mm -hmm. Right. We all have a special reason in this world, whether we see it right now or not. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, you know, you, you just move forward and you take those limiting beliefs and you kick them to the curb. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's easier said than done. Yes. But when you get to this point where I am now, you, you can fight off those. You can bust those limiting beliefs yes. easier than you could. Like I could five years ago, for example. Right. 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 It's, it's all about believing in yourself and just remember you're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. And maybe it's to help somebody else. That's right. right? So that's, uh, and that's usually what it's for. I, yeah. I, I always tell people like and my, my foster mom used to tell me, stop thinking about your problems and help somebody with their problems. And then you'll forget about your problems. Yeah. And said, what does she mean? And when I got older, I realized, wow, she's right. You know, so mm -hmm. I, well, I didn't have a lot of money. Um, for a lot of times, um, I, my kids, I tried my best to raise them. You know what? Mm -hmm. The holidays celebrating ourselves. Let's go feed the homeless, make a big dinner and go yeah. take it down to the new city and just feed the homeless. Cause you know why? I want them to, the sense of give to others and then your problems won't seem so. Big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The fact yeah. that you can make a meal, somebody doesn't have a meal like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes take yourself out of yourself and go, Go just for the moment, dive in somewhere else, you know, mm -hmm. um, as long as you're not escaping, like you said. Yeah. And um, it's, I mean, those things are needed, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. So Everybody needs support in one way or another. Absolutely. We're, I mean, humans, humans are built that way. We're built mm -hmm. to, to belong to a tribe, to yeah. need love yeah. and, and, uh, and to, and, and really we're built for a sense of community. We're not exactly. That's not, that's not how we're built. Um, no. And anybody who does it, they, they went way against the grain. And I'm sure there's something internally going on that yeah. we don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hashtag killers. I'm just saying, um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm a comedian. I had to go there. Um, so, so where can, we can find you at uh, www.deniseblakecoaching.com. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on Instagram at deniseblakecoaching2.0. It oh. was Denise Blake coaching, but it got hacked. So I had to do oh. 2.0 on the, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that sucked. Yeah, that's okay. I'm resilient. I built a new IG account. So <laughs> you can find me there. And I'm also on Facebook at Denise Blake coaching. Let me put that in there. Uh, wait, oh, I'm going to try to see that. You're on Facebook. Yeah. Denise Blake coaching. That's my Facebook page. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, Denise. Oh, I keep messing up here. Sorry, Denise. Like, 
coaching. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And okay. Instagram is Denise Blake Coaching 2.0. Instagram. Instagram. Can I spell? Is what? What's it called? <laughs> what's it called? Denise Blake Coaching. At Denise Blake. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with me. Coaching. <laughs> My brain is like on a delayed response. Two 2.0. That's like me. If somebody's trying to is watching over my shoulder and they're telling me to type something, I'm like right. messing up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Um, so we're going to go to one video break and then we're going to uh, come back to say goodbye. Is that good? Okay. Enough? It's okay. Sure. Um, yeah. What time is it in Canada? I meant to ask you. Uh, it is 1020 here now. Oh, wow. So you have to get to bed. Uh, yeah. Go. This is on the, the most furthest ahead time zone in all of North America. And it's just this island. That has that time zone in the world. Oh, wow, that's right. You're on an island. I forgot. That's yeah. right. Okay, so we're, we'll make this crappy snappy. All right, <laughs> that's okay. There go. All right. So we're just going to take a quick video break. And uh, let's see. We'll be right back in two seconds here, if I can get this right. Uh, here it is. Yeah. Got it. All right. Here we go. All right. So. I've tried all slums. Do you got any ideas? <laughs> Very good. Uh, and I'll let you. I'm going to need to see some ID. But, but I'm a grown man. ID, please. I'm clearly over 25. I know, but you could be one of the guys with like a rare Benjamin Button disease. You know me. You know that I don't have a... I'm technically not allowed to remember people because it's illegal because of the GDPR laws. And see, if I did remember you, then I would be a data risk and then I would go to jail like Julian Assange. And I couldn't cope well in prison with this mouth. This is insane. Helen. Look, sir, if you don't have any ID, I'm going to have to ask you to step aside. Next! ID, please. Thank you, Anne. No ID, no sale. I'm not a politician. I don't make up the laws. The law is that it is illegal to retain information about other people in any computer and a brain is a computer. So I'm not going to remember people because I don't want to go to jail. It's a well-known fact that the brain is the computer. Star Trek, Stephen Hawking, YouTube. Uh, 20 Royal Slims. ID, please. My wee ma had to go up to the attic to get that down. Do you have a valid form of ID? It's my passport. It went out of date six years ago. I'm not trying to get it to buy. I just want a packet of cigarettes. And I'm going to need to see some valid ID. Please. This is my ID. And it's not valid. <laughs> I would want to make assumptions about humans or their aging process because that's not politically correct. <laughs> Yeah, I've already looked here. Ah, found, found it. it. Twenty royal slims. There you go. Don't want to see my ID. Um, no, you're okay. I know an adult, but. Oh, that. Oh, that's for people who are, you know, under twenty-five. Well, 
was the law. I can't change that just because some man can't be bothered getting his passport renewed. You should renew your passport. In fact, maybe I've helped him. Maybe it was a friendly reminder. Renew your passport. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, that was uh that was sketch, uh, well, Sketch City, but it's really uh, by comedy, um, Channel 4 Comedy. I love them. They're original sketch group, sketch group, and they always come up with the best sketches. I love them. You know, um, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I do stand up, so I love anything with sketch. is is fabulous for me. But thank you so much for taking the time uh, to chat with us. And viewers, if you're out there, please go to uh, Denise uh, Blake's Instagram. It's on, it's on there. It's in the box. Um, go subscribe and go to On the Town with Tanya. And subscribe to our YouTube channels, whatever we have out there. Help us out. You know what I'm saying? We're just trying to be the change that we want to see, as you said. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, we got to learn that uh, this is what I say. We must start making, helping others who are healing and trending, uh, uh, who are healing a trending thing instead of all the craziness that was out there. Someone out there is in need of a, a life-saving or changing information. Uh, so let's be the gateway to healing, uh, love, understanding when we can and whenever we're given the opportunities. And um, so I will see you guys on Sunday. And Denise, any last words? We appreciate you. <laughs> um, just to say that you're not alone. If you've experienced any of the things that I've discussed here with you, Tanya, tonight, like you're not alone. There's uh, Everybody has experienced something in their lives and if you have anything that's similar to me and you need just a chat, you can reach out. I'm, I'm an open book and I'm available to have a little chat if you're up to it. Oh, thank you. And so thank you for having me again. It's oh, really great to see you. And I love spending time with you. This is awesome. Yes. No, thank you for taking the time. I know you've been extremely busy and I'm, we're blessed to have you and we appreciate you. Thank so, you. Uh, guys, viewers, I will see you guys on Sunday. Uh, Denise, hang out for one minute. Bye. Sure. Guys.